Hello and welcome to Dinesh Guarda YouTube podcast series. Here again, powered by OpenBusinessCouncil.org and CitiesABC.com, and as well with FashionABC.org. The world is going through fantastic challenges and fantastic opportunities. And I think at the moment we are going for an interesting stage of history where actually all the innovation that we've been having with the so-called fourth industrial revolution is becoming increasingly more, I would say, advanced. And at the same time, there's a lot of retrocess from people's perception and from what is happening effectively in front of us. And uh, what this series are trying to do is demystifying global players, global personalities, especially the people that are making the action. Because in the end of the day, for one company to succeed on the scale of Google or Facebook or uh, Amazon, there's a lot of other companies that are behind it and a lot of companies that create this. The same with banking, the same with finance, and especially all the areas of fintech, blockchain, AI, and right now increasing metaverse technologies as a lot of things. There's a lot of hard work before the hype and before all the different things. And that's what we're trying to do here. And first, this is about people. It's people that do a lot of hard work not just the ones that normally normal appear in the news. So that's the why this podcast was created. So I welcome to our series uh, Rajiv Sainani, um, responsible for the MakerDAO Europe Growth Lead, and Alan Pedersen, CEO of Monetalis. So I think it's going to be a great uh, joint venture with two high-profile personalities. I will just uh, highlight some of their profiles because both of them have fantastic profiles that I think are particularly important for what you're trying to do. So point one, uh, Rajiv uh, Sainani as a fintech thought leader and leader, specializing in trading systems and digital strategies uh, with more than 35 years experience in international markets. And of course, like I said, is right now leading Europe growth lead for the MakerDAO. And you're going to talk about that. I wanted to talk for some time. And then Bia's global financial system that has a lot of innovation and a lot of things that can be taken to the financial industry. Uh, Rajiv is a bachelor in electrical and electronics engineer from the University of Bath here in the UK and a master in control systems engineer from National Higher School of Toulouse in France. Rajiv has worked extensively with global players like JP Morgan, Refinitiv, Wirex and Luno with a track record of driving innovation, growth and market share. And uh, he is also a member of advisory of Wall Street Blockchain Alliance with a focus on, an international, on its international expansion. As a leader, his focus on outstanding skills in data analytics, trading systems, rec tech, and digital strategy and digital payments. And Rajiv led Wirex Limited to be awarded the Best Pay Tech Partnership Award 2018 and in the FinTech Awards uh, Power List 50. Um, then my second guest, Alan Pedersen, uh, is a FinTech private equity investor global business strategist and a serial entrepreneur who has been making significant impact in the fintech and insurtech markets with his innovative and out-of-the-box approach. He is now the CEO of Motanelli's group and uh, Alan is a master in science of economics and finance from the Aarhus University in Denmark, where actually I work for a while, and uh, an MBA from Harvard Business School. He holds certifications in emerging technologies like blockchain technology, cloud management, decentralized finance, and distributed technology from the likes of AWS, IBM, UCL, Duke University, INSEAD, and the University of Virginia. As a founder, he collaborated with the establishment of the equity um, EQ group, Awards group, Zensurgiu, and Triple P Capital. I think I, I tried to pronounce it the best possible, but we'll go through that today. And Alan has been the chairman and board of Contemi 
solutions where you played a vital role in completing and integrating three fintech acquisitions. He's also board member of IntelliCare, Asalus Corporation, and StoneStep AG. And he's advisor to Samsung Group um, and the strategic-led financial service companies, principally towards merging and acquisitions and joint ventures. So fantastic profiles. It's an honor to have you guys here. Um, so I want to start by the basics. Okay, so both of you coming from two different sides of the barricade, one from Denmark, the other one from the UK. Both of you are global players with fantastic uh, trajectories and track record. So let's start uh, where that where all this started. It was in school, with your family, was with mentors or people that changed your life. But where it starts your entrepreneurial and as well, your business acumen and technology. So I've, I've sort of worked in global markets. I've actually spent um, a lot of my career working in Latin America. Um, and I, I'd started in London, but I guess that, you know, something I'm really passionate about is emerging technologies and emerging markets. And I've sort of had the, the opportunity to combine to combine both. But I guess where it all started was having the opportunity to go to France to study and just realizing the world is far bigger than the UK where I grew up. And, you know, just that opportunity to go and experience a new culture, learn a new language, see a different way of doing things, I guess, created the bug within me to be a bit of an adventurer, both geographically, but also just with, with the tech. And, and, and I have spent most of my career in financial markets, um, done a lot of things across capital markets infrastructure. And it's also what attracted me to the blockchain space, because as I saw that developing, I, I just knew it was tech that would rewire everything and, and it was a journey i wanted to be part of so so i think uh i would say the two things that sort of sticks out for me over my long career has been an interest in entrepreneurial activity and and, and in investing and 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 i think it all started in, in when i came out of university in in denmark which is in the 90s uh I got hired by a bank to help them uh, really start an insurance company. And it was started as really a, a startup. So my first business was really setting up a, a startup. And I liked it so much that ever since I sort of been into the, the startup mode and it was very much tech driven and all the things I've done ever since has been, you know, very much tech driven. Uh, I think we were, I I think we have I have about four or five or I mean maybe six different startups in in either Europe or in, or in Asia behind me, and every time it's been in financial services, and every time the key driver, the key sort of reason for how we were able to do a business and make some changes and compete with big incumbents and do something new, has been because there was a new tool, there was new technology that made it possible for you to put things together in a slightly different way that made sense. And actually, you know, you move the industry uh, forward. And, and that really is also what got me to, to, to blockchain uh, because of course I come very much from what they would call traditional finance because I've been in private equity, I've been working with insurance companies, all type, all these types of things. But here was finally a technology that I thought, hmm, there is something about it after studying quite a lot into it um, and, and, you know, uh, looking through all the 
all the nonsense that 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 is also around to be frank but that's how it is with a lot of new technology some people project it to become something very dramatic that it you know that may be too far uh but but there was certainly something about a blockchain that that i thought here is something um and then i thought adding my skills and 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 experience from traditional finance how do we make these things work together uh, i thought there was something there so it's for me this getting into blockchain and working with america dow is very much connected to to 20 plus years of honestly trying to find out discontinuities in 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 financial service industry and see where new technology can be fit in to make dramatic changes so you guys have a fantastic uh, CVs and as well uh, a huge success track record that uh, probably overwhelms most of the, our audience. But one of the things that is clear is that you guys are leading two big corporations, but you work together. So let's look at from the the success of your careers. Let's look at probably if you want to highlight each of you a bit of your career success. What would be the things that were more important from that success? Because I think that's one very important thing that. I think they don't teach enough in business schools and I've been teaching in business schools is that this is all about collaborations, partnerships and trial and error. But I think probably let's start with you, Alan, because you, you've been in some of the biggest corporations in the planet and you Rajiv, but let's start with you. Probably some of the track record, what would be the things that you're more proud and as well, and we go, of course, to make a down and all the things you're doing right now, but from the kind of career trajectory. So I, I would say I've, I've done some so what, how should I put it? So a, a good number of those successes that we've you know, had business successes have been built on, on, on collaborations. Um, and a lot of them have been based on collaborations with very large financial uh, companies. Uh, I did something in, 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 in insurance with Swiss Re in, 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 in China uh on on telematics that was uh to me was was very exciting uh and and we've done the same with a big insurance company in in scandinavia and i guess what we found is that it's good to work with very big companies that aren't very good at you know have trouble innovating because they're so good at many other things uh, finding the right way to work with these giant insurance, these giant financial service companies, uh, is, is usually or oftentimes a good path if you can if you can make it uh, make it work. Of course, they are elephants, so you need to you know take care that you don't get stamped under them. But if you find the right way, then then there's a natural fit, right? You can provide innovation. You've got freedom to do things. On the other hand, they would like to see innovation, but they have a hard time building and doing these things inside. So I, I think there's, there's a lot of, a lot of that going on in, in particularly financial services. Um, some of it driven by the, the, the fit, but also it, it, it can be hard for you to build a lot of things from scratch as an entrepreneur in financial services you have to remember a lot of the things that you want to do is actually regulated activity. So, you know, you want to innovate in banking. Well, it's a little bit hard by starting to build your own bank, right? As you know, licenses, capital and so on, similar with a lot of other things. So I, I have always found that in financial services, uh, if you find the right partner uh, to work with, that gives you a great stepping stone to do uh, innovation. 
Yeah, fantastic. And and from your side, uh, what would been kind of this kind of and, and as well, you guys can highlight some of your because you guys have so much fantastic thing. I summarized this, but one specific thing because I think this is particularly interesting to look where you are right now and what made this. Yeah, success. I, I I mean we talked a little about learnings and I, I mean I I always think I've been very fortunate. I've sort of had the opportunity to work in tradfi with the biggest financial services firms. Um, in what we call CFI, which are sort of the in the blockchain space, which are sort of I guess more fintechs who are looking to scale very fast and build um, solutions, which is a bit of a merge of crypto and and sort of the Web two infrastructure, and now more recently with in the DeFi world, which is sort of pure on chain crypto with with the largest DAO that there is, and and sort of my my learning has, has sort of always been. Well, I think the thing I've learned is, you, you know, always be humble and sort of always seek that learning opportunity. Because the reality is, it doesn't matter how much experience you have in one area, it it doesn't necessarily apply. And, you know, like, even though I've come with more years than I care to admit to of experience in financial markets, when I've come into DeFi, guess what? It's a brand new world. And the reality is, um, yes, I, I have experiences to contribute to the DeFi ecosystem, but I'm also learning so much from young people straight out of college who are coding because guess what? They're looking at the world in a different way. And it's so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in just leverage in sort of always taking the learning opportunity. And I actually think the opportunity is in putting those two together, like bring some experience structuring to all the innovation that there is from these young people, you know, working in the DeFi industry, and, and that's what's going to create create the magic. I completely subscribe to that. So, Alan, from from your trajectory, and I think if you want to highlight the company you have now, what you guys are doing, let's start with that. And I think both of you, if you could highlight what you're doing, and I want to talk about some ideas, but first let's talk about what you guys are doing because it's quite impressive. First of all, with the the, uh, the DAO, um, which is uh, MakerDAO, which is, of course, one of the biggest platforms. And just mm -hmm. defining a DAO is quite complex. But let's start yeah. by that. And as well, I think in your case as well, Alan, you have so much different ads right now, but as well as CEO of Monetalis. It's not a company, and, and it's really interesting. In, in this new world, as well as all the tech, technical innovation with what's happening with blockchain tech, there's also the governance innovation and a DAO is governance innovation. And we're very early in, in this journey. So a DAO, a DAO is, I mean, it's a community who have come together to manage a protocol. So make a protocol is deployed on the Ethereum blockchain and it's managed by the community make a DAO. And you have various contributors to that community that are distributed across core units. And, and so it's, it's a completely new model of governance that comes um, with a lot of learnings and we're very early in this journey, but, but it's, it's, you know, it's a huge trend. We're, we're sort of seeing this um, a lot in tech companies and in the blockchain space. And so, you know, sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, no, I, no, just, no continue, continue. I mean, I, I was, I was sort of going to end it there, but to say in, in order to, succeed in some of the big projects we're doing as a DAO, you clearly need to work with the right partners. And, and the right partners are those that can help bridge this blockchain native crypto space with traditional markets. And that's exactly where 
Alan comes in. So maybe <laughs> let him talk a little bit about how he's doing that. Yeah, of course. So, so as as uh, as uh, Rajiv said, it's a it's a new it's a new form of of governance DAO, um, and that that has its own uh, challenges and benefits to it. Um, our what we're trying to do with Monetalis is to try and work on integrating the 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 two worlds: the world of DeFi and the world of tr traditional finance, uh, because. At some point, we believe they should really not be separate, right? We we have to believe. I'm just going to close the door. Uh, we we believe fundamentally that uh, the financial markets should, you know, be be integrated. There shouldn't be two two separate parts in the in the end, right? And, and at some point, the blockchain technology should be, you know, the underlying platform for a large scale or for a large amount of the financial transactions that happens in the world if the technology is to have true value. So we want to start that journey of integrating the two pieces. Um, and, and, and we found working with MakerDAO to be one of the, you know, a, a great partner to, to, to do this with because there were already aspirations for how to, connect the two uh, two worlds when we started working with them uh, a, a year ago and there was quite clarity on on how they wanted to to do it so what we're doing is trying to set up the legal technical and 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 financial strategies behind how can assets in 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 traditional finance uh, help underpin uh, the stability uh, and growth of of um, the die currency, very very simply, um, and and we are now starting with some of these projects. It's taken some time to 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 come to fruition uh, because there's a lot of dimensions to this. As I said, one part is how does a DAO act in the in the real world where you know it doesn't have a legal identity. How do you find an appropriate compromise for, 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 for some of these rights to move between the two worlds? And, 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 and how do you find what is the right types of assets to, to underpin a, a, a currency such as, uh, as DAI? So all these, and that sort of relates back to the, to the DAO because this past year has been a lot of work in terms of the community and, and, and us and, and the CUs in terms of communicating and debating all these all these parts to, to come up with, okay, this is the right legal solution. This is the right assets to put, it, put, put into. This is the right way of doing it and so on. And then uh, right now we're, we're executing it, but, but that's basically taken, you know, I would say a year to, 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 to come to fruition. But it's necessary. These are necessary rails you put down because now we have something that means, okay, now we can deploy more. Now we can do more. Now we can work with other partners. I think you will, if you speak to, to, to Rajiv, you will also, I mean, you, you can confirm that many more traditional finance uh, uh, parties are starting to be interested in working uh, in this integrative space between DeFi and TradFi, because we're starting to show proof of this actually being being doable and 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 and, and workable. So yeah, that's 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 what we work. We hope to expand it much more, but this is the first start, you know, by by deploying into 
uh, US Treasury ETFs. But uh, yeah, that this is we, we think there's much more to integrate the two parts. I think there's so many benefits that will come over time uh, as as we find blockchain being used in in tokenizing assets and. And we find out that it's better to trade assets on on the blockchain, clearing assets on the blockchain. Yeah, I mean, bear in mind we're we're in such early days, and as yes. Adam was saying, like what we're doing is we're we're laying the rails and and almost just proving the concept that you can bring the two worlds together. And and actually, it's it's quite a simple use case. But the point is, um, it's working we're scaling it right now and sort of we hope it inspires just many other similar experiments where you're looking to sort of blend together that best of tradfi with DeFi tech and you know create innovative solutions so let me just for our the purpose of our audience because what you guys are doing is amazing but it needs to be contextualized so monetal is is a financial financing growth of the green economy that helps uh, green growth wholesale lending to non-bank lenders, which is a big thing because uh, for people listening to us, I think right now probably people are stuck in FTX and a lot of other things, but this is actually serious business. There's big corporations involved. Alan and uh, Rajiv have fantastic seller, uh, CVs, as we mentioned. So Monetalis has been working on this part of uh, financing SME's transition to the green economy business in necessary cornerstones of realizing um, all the areas of sustainability around revolving credit facilities, block discount and forward flow. Whereas the MakerDAO is a much more complex. So first of all, uh, we, we discussed that in the series, what is a DAO, decentralized autonomous organizations. The MakerDAO is probably the biggest in the world in terms of this area uh, and is doing a fantastic work at the moment. As you speak, there's a token that is still uh, quite strong with a market cap of $73 million as we speak, and there's fully diluted market cap of 247 as we speak in coin market cap. So I think it's important to contextualize this first, and we've been interviewing some of the top people in blockchain and crypto. But let's look right now. Um, I think if, uh, Rajiv, if you could talk about how the DAO maker works, because I think that's the, the magic of this and some case studies. Uh, because I always like to, a lot of the people in crypto go and they follow this kind of crazy influences that, okay, let's go and get a Ferrari and whatever the stuff and they will make millions. And they forgot the really applications like what to do. And then, of course, the mainstream media gets into the stupidities that everything is stupid. And uh, I think this is really what you guys are doing is fantastic, but it needs to be contextualize and i think there's so much business opportunities if we put it in context because of course alan as a cv as vc working with some of the biggest corporations and Rajiv as well so how does it work to make a dao let's look at some case studies because i think that's i know that you're building it but you have sure. already something quite mature i, I, I mean con contextually it, it's a very sort of core component of of finance it, it's it's a lending platform um it's an automated lending platform that's been built on the Ethereum blockchain. So it lives purely in smart contracts. Um, code is law. Everything's completely transparent. Um, it, it Life started very much focused within the crypto ecosystem. So if you think of the two sides of the ecosystem, um, a user can come in and it's completely permissionless. So a user can come in through the Ethereum wallet and lock up collateral in the protocol. And let's say Ethereum, for example, and against that collateral, they can take, they can mint 
um, DAI, which is a soft peg stable coin to the US dollar, when they want their collateral back or when they want to release their collateral, they will pay back the DAI into the system with a stability fee. Um, so it started with a very pure crypto focus and has since expanded to and this was sort of that blend of you know tradfi defi to include some use cases and examples of work in the what we call the rwa space so the real world asset space and again it's we're in very early days so every every experiment is a learning that we take lessons from and we incorporate those into the, the next lessons. But but I almost see sort of a few waves that we've gone through. You know, in, in our first wave of experimentation, we worked with young, agile tech companies who are really looking to innovate. And, you know, we um, for example, one is Centrifuge who created um, DeFi pools, very focused in the trade finance sector and tapped into Maker for access to DeFi funding. So already, you know, just a use case where they are tapping into DeFi to finance real world activities. And they've built all the infrastructure that allows for the, the technical integration for clients who actually, you know, don't understand blockchain or, and don't need to because they've, they've abstracted that, that away from them. So, so we sort of had that as a first experiment and from there, um, took many learnings and then we saw a wave with actually large regulated financial institutions and, and we had um, one case in Europe and one case in the US where banks were actually looking to integrate with the DAO um, and again it's all public as is everything with the DAO everything's completely open on our forum and you can see all the details of these cases but one was a, a large bank in Europe and another a bank in the US and we and, and I guess almost also in recognition of the large sort of what's happening in the macro environment in this latest, and I almost call it a third wave, it's been much more about how do we best deploy the reserves of the DAO and you know how do we ensure it's sort of the best yield, reward, yield um, and risk component that's going to best back a stable coin. And, and that's sort of the discussion that Alan actually brought to the community in terms of creating a structure that would allow the DAO to put reserves into, you know, the, the most, the safest risk asset out there in, in US treasuries. But again, it, you know, as a DAO, you need to have partners who, who are going to facilitate that process. And, and, and I think there will be a fourth wave um, of sort of innovation move, moving forward. And, and, and there are many sort of use cases that, that we're looking at, but, but the really interesting thing is just how many large financial institutions are now looking to start discussions with us um, in terms of, well, how could we work together? What, you know, what use cases are there that we could further develop? So, and, and it's, it's obviously not just us, like you're seeing this across the industry and I'm sure, you, you know, the, the more, good cases we see happening the more the more we see them scaling in a stable way um yeah the more this just grows and grows so so let's look right now so for people listening to us because of course i i know actually the first DAO. i remember the first DAO with the actually well that it was acting all these kind of things there's a lot of things about the DAO history and the DAOs, but 
let's look at a, a comparison. A comparison. I always like to make comparisons. Like probably this is the other day a DAO is a is a technology driven cooperative. Let's put it that way. Or we have different people trying to look at solutions um, and innovation around this. So for people, let's say case studies. You mentioned a couple of case studies from banks and what you guys are doing in terms of the community. Um, so how do you work with your community? And I think especially both of you guys as, as experts in finance and of course, uh, Alan, you are as well an investor. So you have multiple ads. How are you guys working with both your investors, with your community and as well to build this? And as well, of course, in the, in the industry, because there's a lot of puzzles and the DAO as well for people listening to us comprehends that uh, there's a code governance. There's not a conventional governance of one person taking all. There's a very strong sense, which is not different from a cooperative, but here is done with technology. So I would like to make this parallel for dismystifying, first of all, the ones that, okay, now is some science fiction. And I think you mentioned, of course, DeFi, decentralized finance. And there's a lot of different things around this, the innovation here. But normally there's kind of, I would say there's three kind of waves. One people is the people that go, okay, can I make a quick buck here? The other ones are the ones like you guys and me that we're working on this technology to create innovation. And the third one is the solutions that come out of this that create the entire ecosystems. So let's look at the ecosystem that you guys are creating. So I think firstly, when you, when you, if you want to work with a DAO, I think the first thing to understand is that there is no quick box involved because this is quite a long process. Um, the thing is, the, 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 a DAO, as you can see, has sort of, or maybe you know, it has two levels, if you like, of, of community. What well, one is is the broad community, everybody who's interested and excited about it and posts on forum and follows everything that happens. And, and, and then you have those who makes the final executive decisions, which is those who hold the governance token, the maker token. Now, those who hold the maker token, a lot of them will also be involved in, in, in the community. So, so, and then on top of that, you have a, a, a very specific, a detailed governance process that says you must put a proposal in this format, you must wait so and so long, you must have so and so many votes, and so on and so, and so forth. So, when you start getting into or working with the DAO, the, 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 the first step is, is realizing that there are a, a good number of stakeholders involved that you're going to have to engage with and come to productive compromises with. So it's, it's a lengthy process and it involves many, many different views. And hopefully, you know, as a result of that, the, 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 the ultimate proposal or whatever is, is decided upon it is better for it, right? Because it's been, it's been test proven so many, many different places. So the first step we, we, we did was try and, 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 and become engaged. You know, first, first step is just, okay, there's a lot of stuff going on. In, in the DAO, you can find it usually in a forum. You start reading it, you start putting posts in, you start expressing an opinion and, and start trying to add value. And then at some point you put out a proposal and then you start, you know, start working with the community members. A, a, a lot of this, you have to remember, is, is transparent. Everything is, is, is very, very transparent. You're, you're, you're doing your best to make sure that everybody knows what you're doing because that's sort of a core tenant uh, of this, I mean, this is one of the key pieces why a, 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 a DAO is a is a is a very, I think, it has great uh, potential uh, because everything is so transparent, and I think that transparency 
is, is really, really strong in the financial services. It helps you a lot. It's very hard to hide anything. It's very hard to do anything bad because everything is so transparent. And I think that's, that's a, a great thing that the DAO brings to it. Um, the, the other thing that I, uh, that we, we, that, that I find the, the, uh, the DAO brings to it is actually that particular decision-making process. Whilst it is somewhat frustrating and it would be easier if I could just call, you know, the head of the bank and discuss this and this, it, 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 it does, you know, I think at the end bring to a, 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 a better result in the end. And it fits very well with a, the stability of financial services. You, you actually don't want, I, I believe, uh, financial services businesses to make very rapid and, 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 and quick decisions on material things. I think the fact that, that these large governance issues or large decisions like that has a very strong, transparent decision-making process. And I, and I think that's what the, the, the DAO brings to it. So working with it, it means a lot of, posting uh, on, the, on, on the forum, following the governance process, trying to show that you add value to, to the DAO by, by being uh, involved in whatever is, is up in, in, in the DAO at this uh, particular point in time, uh, having um, whatever you can have of, of ask me anything. I mean, it, it, it is, it is it's, it's, you get as much out as you give in, right? In, in that sense, as in, if you're adding to the community, you're doing things, there's a good chance that they will start trusting you. There's a good chance that they'll be that trust that leads to positive decisions in the other end, and that you're able to find uh, solutions or proposals that will fit with the overall community. So yeah, it's, 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 long, it's long processes and you gotta be, you gotta feel comfortable uh, with, with this extreme transparency uh, and you've got to be willing to handle that there are always pros and cons as in there's always people who really like it and there are always people who really don't like it and you're just trying to find a, a appropriate compromise that the majority will feel okay with in the other end. It's amazing and I think I appreciate the level of detail you went. So one of the things that just happened that is congratulations first of all is that you guys partnership with the Coinbase, of course, the biggest regulated platform in the world and probably the only one at this scale um, that is really working with you guys to create uh, that the DAO maker goes live on Coinbase Custody. So let's talk about that because that's a big thing. Um, and of course, uh, just being listed there makes the, the token go, and especially not in normal days for crypto. 2022 has been a kind of a, a crypto winter on steroids. But I think it's normal in these crypto winters, which is not different from the, the internet uh, uh, boom, doom days of the 2000s. And, uh, and I think right now, of course, during this time is when the big players will come. And I, I believe that you are one of them. So let's talk about this partnership in specifically and, and how this works. I mean, the good thing about the DAO is it's, it's completely decentralized. So anyone can come to the forum and post what we call an an improvement proposal and, and actually are encouraged to do so, you know, and that can be from small individuals to large institutions, such as the Coinbases of the world, who, who have come with a proposal for Coinbase custody. So the, the way that the governance process works is it will first go through a green light process where the maker token holders will vote if this is something 
that they want to explore. And, and as you as you mentioned, this was successfully ratified. So, so where we are now is the internal teams, because there's, there's always a level of further detail and due diligence that needs to occur. And so the internal um, relevant teams will then take that proposal and go away and start conducting technical, legal, risk due diligences and assessments, and they will post that back to the forum so that the token holders can effectively assess and take a final decision. So, so we're, we're in the middle of, of that um, process. And, you know, with, with this proposal and and various others, and, and, and as I mentioned, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of really encouraging just to see the level, or I'd say the evolution of the sort of proposals that we're getting in the forum. I mean, it, it's sort of, you know, you really do see some big names, regulator names, but, but you also see the really young companies, you know, looking to do really innovative stuff. So, you know, from crypto companies looking to add new collateral into Maker to, as you mentioned, somebody like a Coinbase who has a proposal to do um, for, for custody. So, yeah, and then, and then the Maker token holders through a very open, transparent on-chain voting system will ultimately take, take the decisions. So, so how do you look at all the different things? So especially you, you talk about the governance, okay? And managing a governance even in the startup is extremely difficult. So how do you do that part with what you guys are doing, especially in terms of something as ambitious and as complex technological-wise? Because for people listening to us, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization that looks at the solutions of uh, the community and evolves in the product and different part, everything built by the community, which is a quite complex part. And in the end of the day, we're talking about governance for community and leadership and governance for technology and financial products. So how do you guys make the balance of that? And how does it work? Because I know that is not a simple thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. And, and, and bear in mind, you know, we're, we're sort of trailblazing a path in terms of down governance. So in, and, and, you know, I, I guess like any fintech that's fast growing, you hit scaling issues. And, and certainly I think that's what we've started to see. There's so much activity. It's how do you ensure that you're being productive and efficient about being able to address it all? So um, there are reviews underway in terms of a new model or new evolution in terms of the DAO structure that will help us scale better. But um you know, to your to your point, I think this is just, you know, with any fast scaling startup, and, and I've worked in a few and they've not been DeFi, you, you know, you, you see the same sort of challenges. It's like as you're looking to grow so quickly, how how do you almost keep up with the resource to just manage that effectively and securely? So it's also a learning, a learning we're going through. Okay, so so I think let let me touch. I know that there's a lot of news about you guys. There's quite complex stuff going on. So how do you keep this trajectory of innovation, sustainability, and as well um, governance around the community? And I think especially probably for you, Alan, because you have uh, quite big brands and big corporations that you've been working with. How how you touch that part, looking at fragile parts on the make it out with your experience as well on the corporate side. Uh, I guess that so from my experience the hard from our experience the the, the hardest part uh, in in this journey of 
of connecting, let's call it a DeFi landscape with a with a traditional finance landscape, has has very much been the the equal distrust on both sides. As in, to frankly, the 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 DeFi side is 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 less trusting of the traditional finance than you know might see, you might think is reasonable, and 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 similar on the other side, the traditional finance is a lot more mistrusting of 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 the of the DeFi side that you might think is 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 warranted. So so um, it's been bridging that trust in both cases, as in acting as that P, 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 that that company or that person or that uh, structure in between to try and gain trust with with the with the with the DeFi world in this case MakerDAO community say well you know we're 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 going to treat you correctly we're going to you know treat things as it should be done we we're not trying to to take anybody's money or or any of that and on the other side. Uh, working with them, uh, with the with the traditional finance institutions. I mean, both large and small. To explain, well, actually, what they're doing at MakerDAO, there's there, there's there's nothing uh, strange going on. It, it is it, it's quite a, a, a reasonable product. They're reasonable people. Uh, it's extremely transparent. You can see exactly what's going on. All the financials are there. Everything is there. Um, uh, you can see the projections. You can see all the trajectory of where it's moving, uh, and this is how we then want to integrate the two. So, so overcoming that, let's call it distrust, which which somewhat uh, that distrust is actually somewhat based upon, I think, almost different languages. I mean, the the the, the, the way uh, you speak in the crypto world is very different from how you speak in the traditional finance world. So, bridging that gap has 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 uh, has helped a lot. Um, and that's what we've spent a lot of time on uh, to to get that common trust between the two worlds. And 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 I, as I said, I, I think after you know more than a year working on this, it, that is starting to 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 appear. But uh, yeah, uh, that that's that's a necessary part. I mean, it doesn't help all the things that we've recently heard, of course, all the blowups in the in, in the industry, and every single time that happens. We need to go back and calm down the traditional finance world or the partners. They're saying, well, actually, look, what happened here is exactly the same as you've seen for the past 200 years of financial services. The, 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 the things that are being done here has nothing to do with crypto, but just bad business practices in financial services that you've seen a trillion times before. And 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 helping them understand that those we are working with here, in this case, MakerDAO, continues to be of excellent quality and secure, and 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 so on. But yeah, it that's that's the that's that is the biggest trick to 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 make sure that the 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 trust exists to start building these bridges. And now that we've built one bridge, we can build one more bridge, and so on. Yeah, I would say that's the biggest challenge. So, so the industry is going through, like you said, this is nothing new. And I think if you look at the history of finance, it's not just 200 years, it's probably thousands of years. But the challenge is that in history, we always had centralized organizations and decentralized organizations. Uh, we mm -hmm. mentioned, I mentioned the cooperatives. We can talk mm -hmm. about like uh, even the Moican Indians, which I think there's a fantastic book about uh, that explains centralized versus decentralized organizations, Wikipedia versus... Uh, Amazon and so forth, but 
I think the difference to what you guys are doing is that this is done with technology. And of course, the DAO at a certain point was one of the biggest tokens in the world. It's still one of the biggest tokens in the world. So there's been a kind of a lot of shift right now. And as well, there's right now one of the founders that is coming as well with a new proposal. So there's a lot of stuff that is on the table right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think the biggest challenge is definitely, um, I believe from my experience as well, that really the centralized systems are always difficult unless the governance is really, really very well done. But in the end of the day, uh, at least my experience, and that probably is, a, is right now a question for you guys, is what saves any project is the utility of the project. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, if the project creates utility or at least has some kind of technological innovation, that's partly why Bitcoin is still Bitcoin and Ethereum keeps moving and so forth. So from a utility perspective, what you guys are trying to do is creating financial alternative solutions which in one end reflects a lot of the kind of the cooperatives of the 60s and 70s. And if you go 200 years back, a lot of models of cities and uh, ecosystems around the cities and, and the guilds of the cities. I know that Denmark in particular has a huge history of this. And there's still a lot of organizations mm-hmm. on that. But how can we take this and as well in one end reinforce the paper of the innovation on technology without... Uh, letting the, the train go off the track because that's the problem right now is that at the moment we are in a crossroad for the blockchain industry because in one end there's fantastic utility coming from the blockchain industry but the crypto as we know it has to go through a lot of stuff and and I think probably the biggest question and I'm asking both of you guys right now is are we going to create this trust within the crypto uh, that actually can that people can understand Okay, this is really about innovation, not about the fireworks or the speculation and all the, the issues that we have in any industry and in any companies. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think, I think, to a certain degree, that there there are some benefits of having a a you know a a financial winter as as both crypto and 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 the traditional finance has right now. Um, because in, instead of working with or looking at all the speculative and all the big hand waving stuff that that's been out there, the 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 discussion points you have with traditional finance becomes much more economics driven. As in, okay, when you are using this technology or this solution. Uh, is it bringing efficiencies? Is it bringing speed? Is it bringing better cost? What are you bringing to the table? It becomes a much more long-term productive discussion. Uh, whereas before it was more, you know, we can do this and then valuations go like this. That really is not so much the, 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 the question. It becomes very much how can you in your core product show that you're creating improvement to the financial system? And, 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 and tying the debate between traditional finance and, and crypto and DeFi there, I think is a, is a good place because that's the way if you do, you know, proper economics, uh, e- you know, economics-based uh, improvements, well, 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 then, you know, you have a good chance of winning over uh, the entire financial system in, 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 in a period of time. So I think... Uh, Right now, despite it is, you know, it is we're in deep frost in terms of uh, um, economic uh, development and, and 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 so on and inflation and all sorts of things. Right now, I think actually 
from where we are looking and for where somebody like Maker might be 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 be, be looking, because we've always tried to tie it down to, you know, very financially focused uh, efficiency improvements in 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 the system. Um, I think that's a good place to start from. This is a good place to build out all these bridges we discussed before. I think that's so, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just to add my perspective, what, what always attracted me to the industry and, and sort of is, you know, the fact that I, I genuinely believe the underlying technology is going to bring more efficiency to financial markets. And so now the technology is very powerful. So you can have, good use cases built on top of it and you can have bad use cases and, and i think sort of we're going through an unfortunate moment where there has been you know maybe it's irresponsible behavior and and maybe that's sort of getting um mingled up and sort of confused with the underlying tech so sort of this there is a, i guess a, a bit of a black spot around all of crypto but but i think you know what's really interesting is the builders keep building through mm. through this time and it's not just sort of the crypto native protocols who keep building you're actually seeing more and more regular institutions who are starting to experiment starting to build starting to build their own internal education and and i think ultimately that's what's going to win right it's the efficiency of this technology applied not just to financial markets but you know there are other use cases um, out there as well so we're probably going to see some changes around um regulatory as well but you know that's that's part of the evolution so it's it's just that yeah i mean i i'm absolutely really excited about the opportunity and 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 i think you know the fact that the builders just keep building i think is proof of the long-term trend it's it's just up and yes we are you know we're, we're in a very unfortunate moment because we're all seeing, <laughs> you know, what what were supposedly very trusted parties um, who have I don't know made basic mistakes. Yeah, that's that's a lot of stuff, and we can go for hours here. So probably my last question, and I think this is one of the discussions I see in the community in the makers DAO community. There's a couple of articles. There's a lot of things. That's probably from from the. I think right now probably the biggest question is right now. Um, what is going to happen with the industry and like I said from the regulatory to innovation I believe that is about utility in the end of the day if you create real utility you're going to get it but I think one of the biggest uh, discussions that I saw within your community and preparing for the for the interview is definitely how you keep the majority of the DAO makers uh, active community engaged and as well how you can actually vote to take things forward so you guys are part of the organization and the leadership of the organization although it's decentralized how do you see yeah. that and how can we actually make that being an example uh for the industry at large so i i, I think um, so how do you how do you keep the community in, in, engaged I, I i think is 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 rooted in, 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 in so two things as in as in that you continue to to uh, you know this extreme trans transparency that that is there, and continue to consult the the, the community uh, on on all the decisions and all the things that are that are happening right now, uh, and, and all the proposals that are coming up, all the changes that are coming up. 
it's as long as the, the, the community continues to get consulted and, and continues to be heard, I think there'll always be a, 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 there'll be a strong community because you know you, you want to be a place where you can you, where you can make an impact and, and, and get heard. Uh, so I think that that's that's a big part of it. And then the fact that that you know uh, um, uh, maker continues its path, sort of a path of 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 actually being a. Uh, you know, it's gold of being a permissionless uh, a currency. I think there's a lot of support around the the, the long term goal of that and, and the long term prospects of that. So that helps keeping the the the, the community engaged. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, a, a, a lot of the things that they've already figured out or, or makers already figured out, it just continue along the way. Of that is 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 a strong way of of of, of keeping the community continually um in, in engaged it's it's you know uh, yeah yeah i think that that would be my key yeah the, the key I, pieces I, I, I mean we're clearly going to see an evolution of the model as we go through end of this year beginning beginning of next year um it's going to be a learning experience and, and i guess fine-tuned but but sort of what you know the objectives that we hope to see come out of it are perhaps more focused and faster decision-making on the one hand and on the other, you, you talked about engagement. I mean, I think, you know, there'd be various incentive models to, um, to drive more engagement and token holders in that decision-making process, because, you know, the ideology of decentralized decision-making is, is huge. And, as always, we're, we're going to innovate, learn, course correct, and try to make the ecosystem, you know, continuously better. Oh, fantastic. So I have more questions, but I'm conscious about your time. So I think yeah. I will let the community as well ask some questions. Uh, I, I know that what you guys are doing is, is, is very important for the future of finance and the future of technology. I wish the best success. I wish as well the community that works together because that's the idea of decentralization uh thank you for your time uh there's much more questions probably do a, a second round i know that you guys have to go as well thank you so much thank you very much thank you nice, for having nice. me take care thank you, thank you. Thank you.